0: Welcome back to the Greenhouse Podcast, where we help people like you live into their purpose and potential. And today, I've invited Tyler Harrington from the Greenhouse team to join, and we're going to talk about just gaining the confidence to make a career shift. Yeah, this is a really exciting
1: conversation, I think, because a lot of people we work with here at Greenhouse, they are making some sort of a shift in their life, whether that be looking to find a new job or maybe start a new business or become an entrepreneur or any of these different things. But we've been talking about this a lot as a team, and it can be really daunting and like a really scary task if you look at it as a whole, just on its face. It is a very intimidating proposition, no matter what avenue you're trying to go. So I think our goal for today, and we've been talking a little bit about this, is just giving you the confidence to say, okay, let's break this down a little bit. Let's kind of break it down into smaller pieces and it becomes a little bit less intimidating. It's still a big deal. Like let's (laughs) let's not beat around the bush here, but we want to talk about some things that can hopefully give you some more confidence when you're approaching this. You can think about it maybe in a new way so it feels less intimidating and you can actually give it the thought that it deserves and give it like a fair shot so you don't just write it off completely.
0: Right. Yeah. Because we've been through some of these things and, and used some of these tactics we'll talk about, but it's, it is something that can be daunting. I've found it's actually a lot of times big changes, big shifts like a career change are, we just don't even know what's on the other side. And if you think about career, again, anything in your life, that's a big shift. It's such a huge part of your normal day to day life now that it's hard to know, okay, I'm going to shift this thing. It's like 80 percent of my life day to day. So you don't even want to go there. You're kind of afraid of, um, what that would mean. What a change would, the implications of that in the rest of your life. Yeah,
1: and if you're anything like me, there's always going to be some risk involved. So the natural for reaction is to say, okay, you know what? My life isn't, it's fine. You know what? My life is fine the way it is. It's not that bad. Like, yeah, I hate my job and I hate my boss and I hate my coworkers. But, you know, it's its fine. It could be worse, right? That's kind yeah. of the mindset we would come into it as. Because you're right, if we make this one shift, we don't really know exactly what's going to happen. We're like, in our mind, it's so easy to. Go to a worst-case scenario of like, everything's going to be bad. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be on the streets and all <laughs> these things, right? Yeah. When in reality, that's probably not going to happen. So that's what we're going to talk about today is, okay, let's, let's really break it down. Let's get real honest. Let's think about this in smaller pieces. And we'll be able to see that, yes, it is scary. And yes, there's always going to be some risk involved in any sort of a change. And there's always going to be a little bit of an unknown. But there's less unknown, I think, than you may initially think about when you start thinking about this as a whole. So
0: let's just jump into it. Yeah, let's do that. And lead us off, Steve. What is kind of like the first thing we're trying to break this down into? So the first thought is know what you need to make. And so again, we're talking about this from a career perspective. We work with a lot of people who are transitioning out of more of a corporate type of job into entrepreneurship. And so this becomes a major topic for them especially. But I think for anyone in a career shift, know what you need to make financially. So this starts to already dispel all of those myths and legends in our head about, I'm going to be homeless on the street or, you know, I, and I think sometimes we avoid even pursuing the thing that's in our heart or that's been kind of like that itch we've had because we're afraid of this. So, so just starting to look at some of the numbers and think, what do I need to make financially? It, it already starts to clear the air and make things a little more grounded. Yeah, and I think if we, especially when you're talking about entrepreneurship, and this was a big thing for me,
1: so a little tiny look into my background. So I, right out of college, I had a job and I was working as a product photographer, which is a kind of super random job, but it was, you know, like a normal nine to five job where I had 401k and salary and PTO and all these different things. And I was running this business on the side where we were filming weddings and photographing weddings. And it was sort of this thing where I was always just so afraid to make that jump into doing the wedding thing full time because you know i didn't then i would lose all my health benefits and da 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 and it's like oh that's so much money to make and it was this huge big daunting thing and if you look at it all as one chunk i was like oh i need to how am i gonna make 60 to 70 thousand dollars like that just sounds like an insurmountable amount of money but then what i think was really helpful for me was okay hold on let's let's break this down so what for me, the thing that clicked in my mind and made it impossible (laughs) for me to go back to my job and be satisfied was when I looked at it, I was like, okay, every time I bring home a paycheck, I'm only bringing home, you know, after taxes or whatever, you know, let's say like $1,500, right? And then I'm like, okay, if every wedding that I'm booking at the time was in the $2,500 to $3,000 range, I'm like, huh, that means that I really only need to book one wedding a month. In order to make as much money as I'm making from my job. And when you start thinking about it like that, I was like, that's nothing. If I spent all these eight hours that I'm at this job, instead of doing whatever I'm doing at my job, if I was able to dedicate all that time to what I really love, what I'm really passionate about, which is shooting weddings and photographing weddings, and I only have to book one wedding a month, which at the time I was booking more than, that's not (laughs) very much at all, you know, Uh in the grand scheme of things. Then you look at it in that, just in that little tiny shift of my brain, instead of like, how can I make $60,000 that seems so much money? It's like, oh, how can I book, okay, let's say two weddings a month or three weddings a month to be safe. You're like, oh, that's super easy. I'm like, why would I ever go back to my job
0: when this is all I have to do? Right. So even in that one question, just answering that one question, shift your whole emotion around it and some of your mindset around it. And in the other way, I think it can also help maybe steer you away
1: from jumping into entrepreneurship too early because I've also seen this as well where people say, okay, you know what? I have this passion for crocheting and I really want to go crocheting full time. But then when they break it down and they say, okay, I need to make, say let's just pick a number, $2,000 a month yeah. to support my family and to live comfortably. And I want to sell my crocheted scarves, let's say <laughs> for $20 a piece uh-huh. and you start doing those numbers in your head and I've only ever sold one in my whole life. You know, I need to start, Get to a point now where I'm selling 200 a month or whatever. It just becomes this. There's this huge gap, right? And if you're starting, if you make that jump too early, there's always going to be a jump. But the goal is we want to make sure that there's
0: some sort of an opportunity for us to actually land on our feet on the other side, right? Yeah. So there's a chance that looking at what you need to make could even illuminate the fact that oh, maybe I didn't. I don't need as much as I thought, or this won't be as hard, or man, maybe I should rethink this decision. But even, uh, here's another example. So I'm thinking about a friend who had moved up in, um, a big corporate environment and got to kind of like a middle, upper middle management role, right? So there's a lot of responsibility, very low ownership. It's kind of like the worst spot you could be in terms of having time with your family and having lots of, um, room to breathe. And she said this to me, she kind of made a shift. And then right after that said, if I ever go back to that job, I would ask for a demotion (laughs) and everyone would think I'm totally weird, but it wasn't worth the extra money that I made, you know, in that one promotion to her in her current phase of life. She wants to be with family a lot. There was just a lot of things she wanted to be doing with her time outside of work and she couldn't she's like, I'd actually, it, w- it wasn't worth that promotion. And so even in a shift like that, right, if you're thinking, wow, I just want my priorities in life to to change right now. Well, if she looks at what she needs to make, she, you know, in her case realized I don't need to make as much as I'm making, or maybe it could be some other scenario. But the point is, by just kind of looking at the numbers, it can dispel all of these myths and fears that we have building up in our head.
1: Yeah, I think that that is a huge point. And it, we look at the numbers first. I think that's where we kind of naturally want to go because it's a job and you make money and that's kind of the point. But at the end of the day, you're right. Happiness in enjoying our life is so much more important than the dollars and the cents. And obviously you need to know the dollars and cents to a certain extent in order to know, okay, I don't want to be homeless. Like I need to have enough money to provide for my family and certain things. But yeah, I think having a really solid grasp on these will help you to have a to make, have the confidence of going forward and saying like, yeah, this is a feasible thing that I'm willing to take the risk and jump into. It's a calculated risk as
0: opposed to a negligent risk. Yeah, totally. And so here's one more tip for this one. Uh, And similar to your story, when I made the shift uh, to what I'm doing now, there was a lot of implications to that and a lot of fears about the money. Well, I wasn't really sure what we spent. We actually did budget at the time, but like your situation, finances just looked a lot different. There were a lot of different things in play. Um, And so one thing that I did that I've recommended to others is just track your spending for one month, but track it really detailed. Right. So that that can be overwhelming if it's ongoing, but at least for a month, just track everything you spend or use an app. Like I think at the time I was using mint.com. So it shows me where everything's being spent. There's categories. And then we were able to look at that and I mean, not, not acting like these conversations are easy to have, but we could at least see, Oh, here's what we're spending. And actually there's all these things we could cut out for the time being. So in my situation, that made a lot of sense. Like we're trying to make a shift to do something that, um, really matters, but I need to cut back spending for a little while. Yeah. I think that's huge. Um, Knowing the real numbers, because yeah,
1: you know, okay, our bills are about this much, but yeah, honing it into okay, but these are the things that we actually the necessities to you know pay our mortgage, pay all of our bills, etc. We have these things that we enjoy, maybe that be like Netflix or Spotify Premium or some of these things that you could okay for a season we could cut these out if we need to. And having that number is really big, and I think that gets into our next point, which is talking about knowing your gap. And having that gap in mind will actually help you to take the steps needed to shorten that gap. So one of those things that like you said could be just cutting down our spending that could help reduce what the gap is between where I want to be and where I'm at right now but it could also be okay in my in my example okay I want to be booking I need to book a certain number of weddings but I've only I'm averaging right now about eight weddings a year and in order to make this jump I need to be b- booking 20 weddings a year. Okay. That's a really big gap. But what are some steps I can take now while I'm still working at my job and I'm still in this current situation to make that gap smaller? So maybe I need to spend more time networking or going out there and getting some education and some training and some certification, whatever that may be, whatever your niche is, whatever areas that you work in, you can start saying, okay, this is the gap. What are some ways I can close the gap? And that doesn't have to be after you've quit your job. Those are things you can do right now to make that gap smaller and that, jump more reasonable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about a guy I'm working with right now in just one-on-one coaching and he knows that transition's coming. He's not there yet, but it's pretty, pretty likely going to happen. So he's starting to save to help fill that gap. I think that's great because, Hey, even if he ends up not making the shift, that's still kind of a win. (laughs) He's got this extra, um, cushion, but again, what's the likely amount that you'll need in order to make the transition, whether it's filling a gap of time, whether it's filling a change in what you're going to be paid, whatever the situation is. Yeah. Just knowing your gap. So it's again, not this big unknown scary thing, but it's actually pretty clear. And then what you can do if you know your gap is you can kind of create a plan for that timeline or have some milestones. So like when I made uh, my big transition, I had a kind of a year window that was like, all right, this is the gap, and this is the length of time um, to see if this is gonna work, and there's milestones along the way. So I'll check in every couple months and just, kind of say, all right, how is this going? How does this look compared to what we thought? And then you're able to make adjustments along the way based on what's happening versus like you said at the beginning, just thinking, well, it's either going to succeed or fail. And then I'm either going to be like on a yacht or on the street. Right, (laughs) And you want to be as realistic and honest with yourself as possible. So
1: this goes into everything like we talked about, you know, if you're losing benefits, what's that going to cost? Let's do some research into, okay, how much does it actually cost to have my own health insurance? What is taxes going to look like as an entrepreneur? It's much different, let me tell you, than somebody who's working for a big corporation. Like you have a lot of taxes you have to pay. And that's something that people often overlook and can really come back and bite you in the butt on the long end. So again, figuring out all these things and getting really honest and looking at the actual numbers and saying, okay, okay, we don't want to sugarcoat it and be like, oh, look, it's, it's to make ourselves feel better. Like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that much money. Like, oh, it's going to be so easy. And then we jump into it and we find out, oh, there's all these things that I forgot or I neglected that I didn't calculate in this, in this plan.
0: Yeah, exactly. And something I hear all the time from people who are wanting to make a change or are starting to think about it is they just they almost give up before they even start because they think, well, there's no way I could make it through that gap, through that transition. And I understand that because that's where we naturally all go in our minds. But when you stop and think about it, it's just so not true. There's always ways you can get creative or you can plan for that um, to make the gap more doable. And I mean, there's even down to simple things, right? Like I know people who have given up Netflix for a year just because like a bunch of little things like that added up to an amount of money that they needed to save for the following year. Instead of just kind of pushing away the things that you really desire, because it seems like impossible. What I like about this exercise is it it brings it down to the ground and says, no, let's actually think about like the tactical possibilities of this. So that kind of leads into the third one, which is know your reality. I think this is similar to know your gap, but it's again, just kind of getting out of the heart space and more into the head space, like pushing aside the emotions for a second and saying like, okay, what is the worst case scenario? Like truly, what what is the worst thing that could happen? Because that'd be great to know. And what I found for myself and others is often it's not nearly as bad as I had worked it up in my head.
1: Right. Or it could be way worse. (laughs) You know, like it's again, I think just getting in touch with reality, like you said, know your reality is probably the most important thing that you can do here because again a lot of times we think of these, we have these dreams or these goals but we don't really want to think about what the actual reality of them would be but until we get really crystal clear on what that is and not even from a financial standpoint from a time standpoint okay i want to start a new business okay what does that mean from my my actual time do i have the time needed to put into this yes or no and until we can get really clear on that reality we're never going to have confidence going into this thing because there's going to be so many unknowns and even if you are the type of person who is impulsive and you kind of like to live by the seat of your pants this is probably not one of those areas where that's going to benefit you (laughs) much in the long run
0: yeah and i mean we've said this a hundred times in this podcast but thinking about these things and having a plan actually usually frees you up to do more kind of um Find by the seat of your pants in the midst of that plan because you know you have a foundation you're on. So once again, the three things that we thought were really good, not just tips, but actionable things to do when you're thinking about a transition or trying to just get confidence about a career shift is A, know what you need to make, B know your gap, or kind of the the likely amount of time or money that you'll need in transition, and C know your reality. And if you kind of just journal on those things or have a conversation with somebody about them, I think you'll find that a lot will unlock for you and you'll actually get uh, a lot of questions answered or just clarity on what questions need to be answered. <laughs> yeah. And I talk about this a lot and I always describe it as
1: thinking and making decisions with your head and not with your heart. So I think it's really easy for the emotions to take over in these types of things. But by doing this exercise, everything we kind of just talked about will help to remove some of the emotions, some of the, are just our being being wrapped in it and just looking at the numbers and sense and everything we talked about here just looking at the hard facts the will give us whole, a lot of confidence of Steve, is moving at the end of the forward day, and kind of removing this is all well and good and from it. And like figuring figuring all this stuff out is jump really important feel really but if confident if you don't confident understand, understand why you're making shift all of our emotions, with, in none of this in. matters because it doesn't matter if it's financially viable it doesn't matter if the gap is small enough like none of this matters unless you know where you're going you have this really clear why it's like why do I want to make this shift why do I want to change this eighty percent big chunk of my life, and if you don't have clarity on that, then it makes it really, really hard for any of this to make sense or for any of this to even matter. You have this really clear why. Why do I want to change eighty percent of my life? And if you don't have clarity on that, then it makes it really, really hard for any of this. for anyone if
0: that's a I agree, and if you do have the clarity, then it helps, right? All throughout that change when, especially when the harder times come or you're not feeling it a certain moment, you can kind of anchor to that. So for anyone listening, if, if that's a piece you still haven't gotten crystal clear on, this is, this is like our special sauce at greenhouse. You know, this is what we're all about is helping you clarify that why and that greater purpose, or even just the destination you're headed to in a career shift. So you might just be feeling like I'm stuck. I'm dissatisfied something needs to change, but I don't know what, I don't know what I'm changing to. Well then, uh, in the show notes, we're going to have a link to get on the wait list for the greenhouse method membership community. That's going to launch soon. And this is exactly the place for you to go because we, we have tools, we have steps, we have support and coaching. That's going to help you figure this out and get clarity and get moving in the right direction. So again, we're talking about some really tactical financial stuff here because that's a really important thing. That's an important piece of a transition. It's not just all about the like fun dreaming. There's also (laughs) some tactical planning. Uh, But if you're trying to figure out where am I headed, I know I need some shift, then I would encourage you to check out the show notes and sign up for the waitlist to hear about it the membership community. Yeah. So that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for
1: listening to the greenhouse podcast. Uh, If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe so you can get a new one every week. We are putting out more and more and more content. We're really excited about this new vision and sort of this new direction. We're going with the podcast. So if you enjoy it and you like kind of the new things that we're doing here, we'd love to hear from you. So either leave a review on iTunes. It's kind of the best way to do it. But if you'd rather, you can just go find us on Instagram. We are at, greenhouse culture co you can send us a message over there we'd really love some feedback on this new sort of direction of the podcast